1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash
0: switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Top Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery.
1: The Wednesday week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, new outside bar now open on match days.
2: and and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday Weekly Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough, and with me on the line, first of all, we better say it first, Mr. Marriott. How the devil are you, Helping?
1: Oh, I'm back to first choice, just because there's no one else here. Is that is that the case? I'm all right. I'm all right. It was my um, my first day back at work after a five day weekend um, today, which went all right, other than the fact that I um I cut my finger at lunchtime while zesting a lemon. Oh. <laughs> I realised the ridiculousness of that statement, but it's true. It happened. Uh, and the guy at work said you'll you'll have to fill in an accident report form for that, and uh, we might we might have to do a risk assessment on the uh, on the grater.
2: <laughs> what were you zesting element on, two James?
1: Well, it was part it's part of what I was having for lunch today I and give you a full description if you want basically it consists of lemon juice bit of um, extra virgin olive oil some salt some pepper uh and a bit of lemon zest you mix it all up Perfect. then you cut yes. chop up some radishes and you just leave them for a couple of minutes in the kind of the the lemony fluid uh and then you take them out you put them on the <laughs> bread you get an avocado you mash that into what's left of the lemon juice and you put that on top of the radishes it's beautiful <laughs> believe me. Beautiful. It
2: sounds absolutely <laughs> filthy. God w- when did this podcast get so middle-chuffing class? Good Lord. Uh, you know what I had for my dinner this afternoon? A ham sandwich, because I'm not as fancy as Jake. Spe- uh, speaking uh, of being office.
1: a middle-class podcast, all we need now is for, I don't know, someone to appear live by <laughs> video link in France or something. <laughs> Hello. One...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mr Davies, how the devil are you all been?
1: I'm
3: very well, thank you very much. How are you?
2: I'm uh, very well, thank you. Um, <laughs> it just so happens that uh, you may well be in a certain um, middle-class place. Yeah,
3: well, somewhere down there, a little place called Vier in France. So, yes, we're all middle-class. <laughs> we're in the the, uh, the gite as we speak, um, uh, drinking uh, very cheap cider, which is very, very good. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all good. Um, I'm, like I say, I'm sat here <laughs> with, with my beret on and my onions around my neck. I'm not stereotypical at all.
2: <laughs> well to to, to get us even more middle class, unfortunately Eddie can't join us today because he's off skiing. Uh, luckily I'm assuming that Fudge isn't here because he's been arrested. So that keeps us down to earth, boys and girls. Absolutely. Um right then, ladies and gents, let's crack on then, shall we? Because first of all, we've got two lovely games to go through, haven't we? Uh first things first, the Cardiff game. And of course it was a, a little bit of a uh if iffy one this one, wasn't it?
1: It was, it was always going to be a little bit like that, wasn't it? We know that, I mean, how long is it since we've beaten a Neil Warnock team? It's like, I don't know, 20 million years or something ridiculous. <laughs> um, or it, it feels like it, doesn't it? So um, we always knew it was going to be a slog. We, we, we knew what Cardiff were going to be about, that they were going to come and they were going to park the bus. Um, and they were going to make life difficult for us. Um, you know, I think it, it's probably uh, representative of where we are now as a as a as a football club, as a squad. The fact that we were finding it hard to break them down, uh, and we've got Fernando Forestieri and Jordan Rhodes to bring off the bench as our options oh. to try and change the game. Um, <laughs> and boy, and boy did it work! Because I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But their their link-up play for the goal. Just superb. Um, and it was going to be that kind of game. It was going to take one moment that, that changes everything. I thought we played really well. I thought it was a good performance. I thought it was um, exactly what was needed from that kind of game, considering how fired up old Colin will have got them beforehand. Um, and the fact that, you know, they didn't really have anything to play for other than to try and ruin our our weekend really. And I think they'd heard it was my birthday weekend, so that kinda of spurred the one a little bit more to think, right, <laughs> we're gonna try and ruin James's birthday weekend. Um, so we we I thought we did a really professional job, and I've heard a few people say oh, it wasn't a very good game, or we didn't play very well. It was rubbish. I, I don't I, I don't agree with that at all. I thought I thought that we turned in a really professional performance. We created a lot of chances, um, and ultimately, you know, I'm I'm going to keep going back to this for for the games that remain this season. It was about three points, and we got them.
3: Yeah, awesome. I mean, I've I've been banging on haven't I, recently about this this. Um, People come and park the bus, and we don't have an answer. And I thought, for the first time this season, we actually had an answer to that. And I think the whole, the crowd was behind every, every the team as well. Everybody was getting behind it for the you know. It just felt like we're kind of pushing pushing them over the line a little bit now. And you know, just keeping going, keeping going. You know, it, the, the the short and tall of it is now we have just got to win games. Simple as that. You know. As we speak, three games to go, and you know we we, we need to win all those. And um, we we started that in, in in good form with, with Cardiff on not not the greatest game you'll ever get out, but it was um, three points and um, good to see Colin flapping on the uh, on the sideline <laughs> at the end. That was excellent. Uh-huh. Everybody taking the piss out of him.
2: <laughs> it's always nice to see a flapping Colin, isn't it? <laughs> um, and it has to be said, I mean, the uh, the team themselves, they did do a little bit of falling over Colin's team until, of course, they went to goal down and then all of a sudden they stopped falling over as well, which was rather strange. Um, of course, Wellswood was his normal self, but the actual performance of the team, as Jay said, it was extraordinarily professional. I, I can't pick anybody out that had a, a bad game, really. Can you, chaps?
3: No, I think it was um, the last few games. It's it's kind of we just we we seem don't know we seem more cohesive. And I don't know so we've got a few players back Hooper's gelled us a little bit, but it's all, it all seems to be um, all seems to be coming coming together a little bit. Um, probably at the right time, exactly at the right time. Um, and people are fighting for the places. heels, coming to form after he suffered you know a bit of bad form. He seems to be playing well since he's come back. Um, you know and, yeah, just generally I don't think we've got any performers at the minute it's, uh, it's all it's, it's touch wood it's
2: all good absolutely and we've been chased hard as well by Fulham aren't we obviously Fulham yeah. um, beat Norwich uh, uh, that, that same day didn't he uh, 3-1 I believe it was so yeah. um, obviously they, they do tend to score before us as well for them just to give us a little bit of a, uh, a squeaky bum area don't they Um, but yes it's uh, another very very interesting <laughs> game which I, again I, I agree with yeah, you I think, think it was thoroughly enjoyable
1: it, it was. Um, I've said this about a couple of games this season. It, it was a functional performance and a functional win, and uh, you, you've got to do that, haven't you, to counter the kind of team that, that you know Fulham um, Fulham were going to be. I, I agree with. Uh, I think it was Rich that, that just said that you know there wasn't anyone that, that that put in a bad performance. I thought that you know to a man, everyone did their job well. Um, it wasn't the kind of game where you just sort of think, oh, well, you know, we're going to get a lucky break or anything. You know, we we, we ground away and we. Um, we, we got exactly what we um, what we deserved. Um, I don't know if I could pick a man of the match because, as I say I thought everyone you know had a pretty solid, pretty solid game. I think uh, you know Westwood had a couple of good moments. Uh, I thought David Jones looked really good again. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, across the team, it's it was it was a team performance, and it was going to have to be a team performance to win that game, wasn't it?
2: I think one of the things you mentioned there, obviously, uh, David Jones to to slot in for Hutch after Hutch was having such a marvellous time. I think he's done a brilliant job. And he's he's sort of getting looked over, if you like, isn't he? Because he does it quietly, he doesn't do it flashy. He's not a Hutch-type player where you really notice what he's doing specifically. But I think he's done such a fantastic job. And he doesn't get much attention, does he?
3: I, said it. I think I said his last podcast, you know, how he's performing. And, you know, he'd come in and, and, and was going about his, his business, you know, fairly... Uh fairly quietly, uh, which, you know, the sign of a, uh, you know, the spoiler, I think I called
1: him in the last uh, last podcast.
2: <laughs> I so, apologise, so, I wasn't here. I'm stealing your thunder, Obin.
1: I, I, I completely agree with uh, with all that and I think it's very true what you say, Lord H, about the fact that he is a different sort of player to Hutch. Now, anyone that, that comes in and plays that position when Hutch isn't in the team, naturally, what do we do? We compare them to Hutch and... Um, you know, I think I've said on the podcast a couple of times and I've certainly said to my friends a couple of times that you don't get Sam Hutchinson's in the Championship. You just don't. If yep. he was a fully fit footballer, he's a top six Premier League footballer. He's probably a Champions League footballer. Um, you know, we, 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 It's only because of his injury record that he finds himself in the second tier playing for us he's 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 much better than the standard of, 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 of the level that we're at. Um so you can't have a Sam Hutchinson in reserve to come in and fill in uh, when when he's when he's not fit and not playing. Um, you know, we, we, we've got a different kind of player in in David Jones. It's not actually his natural position that he's playing and I'm, you know, I know this in great depth because I was sat behind his dad at the uh, QPR game, uh, which was uh, which was fun. And, um, you know, he's, I think it's taken him a little while to adapt to it and, and get used to it. And he's needed that running the team. But, you know, God, he really has done. He really has got used to what that position's about. Um, I think his vision's really, really good. He spreads play really well. And, you know, I said all this last week that, you know, he's, he's a really intelligent footballer. And I think I'm glad that he's getting a little bit of credit now and people are... I think there was a bit of Jones knocking going on for a while. I think people were saying, oh, it's was a waste of money. Why do we spend £3 million on him? You know, he's, he's, he's showing his worth now. And it's mm. strange, isn't it, that it's kind of around the same time that last season, suddenly we started sitting up and taking notice of Lopez again, that he started coming to his own just towards yeah. the back end of the season. And exactly the same thing is happening now with, um, with, with David Jones. And, you know, we're winning games. And um, that's normally something that we struggle to do when Hutch isn't in the team absolutely absolutely
2: so um colin came and went um of course it has to be said that before the match colin was doing his Colinisms and he said that uh, he was expecting wednesday to be in the top six over Leeds and huddersfield his old clubs etc etc and of course straight after the match he reverted to typical colin or wednesday just a long ball team etc etc bless his little cotton socks uh, there was also the see the little thing with Carlos as well, uh, um, as there were sort of changing positions in the uh, at the post-match conference, that uh, Carlos played him a lovely compliment and said, "Colin, well." Probably not calling him Colin. Uh, he said, uh, you did a wonderful job with Rotherham, uh, blah, 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 and played me a really nice compliment, and, of course, Colin turned around and said, well, I'll see you again next year. That's <sighs> a big tale. And it's yeah. so sinister when he said it as well, didn't he? Oh, you nasty little sod. He really is such a bitter little man, isn't he?
3: Bless him. Ah, well, that's, that's Colin uh, Wanker for you. <laughs> Um,
2: right then, on we went to the QPR game. Then, boys and girls. Now, this I honestly think was one of the the best games of the season. I thought this was a cracking game of
3: football. I, wasn't... I, I, I watched this CFAX style, kind of like I guess, I suppose. <laughs> but it was on Twitter. But it was like watching oh, the game. Showing your CFAX. age there, Rich. Yeah, well, it's something my dad told me about. I, I don't know what he meant, what it meant, but it was like like that. Um, but yeah, it was really like in the middle of France. in fact, where were we on uh, on Monday? I can't remember where we were. I don't know how much of it. Oh, we were apparently in here watching it in the room. <laughs> I thought we were somewhere. I was going to be sound really good. We were somewhere. In fact, I think we might have been in Aromanches. Aromanches. There we go. A bit of a bit of history <laughs> for you. Um, we were sat there um, watching it on the, on the phone.
2: Watching it on the phone, reading it. CFAX style for those yeah, of uh, yeah. the slightly younger generation CFAX is what we had before the internet boys and girls and it was on your telly it was brilliant um... or telly
3: <laughs> if it was ITV
2: exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, but no it was I thought this was a belting game of football and to be honest, I was expecting to win it. Um, QPR haven't been going great guns just recently. There, but they've had the new boss, uh, who we know is a big fan of us as well. Um, we've, we've seen him bouncing at Hillsborough before when he was doing his commentary bits and bobs as well, wasn't he? Bless we, met,
3: we met him after the player final last year with Mr Garrido.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Thoroughly nice chap, by all accounts.
3: But, but... No, stop, love.
2: All that said, um he did say uh, sort of uh, pre-match that he that they were gonna come at the Wednesday, which is brilliant for us because the more teams come at us, the better yeah. we can play, don't we?
3: Yeah, we're on to a winner every time. When somebody comes somebody comes at us, that's that's meet and drink for for Wednesday in my opinion.
1: It was um well it was a proper game of football really. It was it was it was end to end, it was tense. Um, there was a fair few chances. there Probably should have been more goals. Um, and it was—it um, was a joy. It was a cracking day out. It was a really good day out. It was a good game of football. It had us interested from start to end Um, and, you know, we got the win. I know that, you know, a lot of people are quite confident about it. You know, I think QPR had lost, what, four in a row or something like that. and We'd won four in a row. So going into it, everything was set up for, you know, the big banana skin and that this is the one that we were going to slip up and we were going to lose. We got that, um, we got the goal. And then when they pulled one back in, you know, strange circumstances and genuinely, you know, in the stadium, um, the QPR guy goes down uh, and everyone goes crazy for a penalty and the guy sticks it in the back of the net and no one no one celebrated the fans didn't celebrate or anything because the referee was just doing his kind of no penalty sign which made it look like he was disallowing the goal uh, and then pointed back towards halfway and it was like it was a few seconds later before anyone celebrated and that felt like a bit of a kick in the teeth and you just think oh, is it not going to be our day you know, we're not going to get that little bit of luck today. Um, but then, you know, we go back up the other end uh, not that long afterwards. And and again, you know, we, we get that little bit of luck with, with the ball rebounding to, um, to Poodle. He sticks it in the back of the net. Um, and I thought second half, we did what we've shown we can do time and time again this season, which is when we want to park the bus, when we want to set up to to, to not lose our lead, we can do it really, really well. Um, and there's been a few games this season that we've um that we've done that um and i think earlier in the season people found it annoying because they wanted us to be going for i remember after the wigan game that we won 1-0 and everyone was like no we should have gone for you know we should have won that 20-0 um and i'm sure if fudge was here he'd probably be moaning about the <laughs> fact that you know sec- second half we um you know bringing on semedo yeah. semedo obviously is you know it's a, it's a negative substitution in um in that in that respect but you know, when you've got a lead in this league, it is worth a fortune. It is so valuable, and you've sure. got to hang on to it and you've got to cling on to it. And actually, when we defend, we can defend really, really well. Um, and that's you know, exactly what we did in, in, in the second half against QPR. From, from you know, oh, well, yes. just a, a little, little asterisks at the end of this sentence, and at the bottom, just put, from what I remember.
3: <laughs> oh, no shit, Sherlock. There we are. I could be the same. I could be the same after this podcast. Um, <laughs> but but while we're on a subject, some, some, some How 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 kind of how's he? Fit, how well has he fitted into his back and and come on and done that 10, 15 minute cameos he's been doing and just showing the whole. He's another spoiler, you know. I think it's... he's brilliant. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I think come on and done the done the biz uh,
2: against Cardiff. There was we, we put a little uh, gif out of him against Cardiff and. Um, Charlie for sort of hovering around the edge of the box. Um Semino, you can actually see him. He was, he was in the line doing his job. Um chap went around Bannon. Bannon didn't really follow his run, and then Semino just appeared out of nowhere. It was unbelievable. He just appeared, blocked the ball, um, and then he ended up forcing an attack as well. And I think, oh, I, I just love him. You can't help but just absolutely chuff in love him, can you? No, yeah,
1: he's uh, alleged. Absolute uh, ledge. It's got to be said that you know, one thing that I didn't expect to, to happen you know if if you asked me um what 2 3 months ago let's say you know in january you asked me to draw up a list of players that i would not expect to be contributing to us winning at this stage of the season um Jose Semedo and Attie you would have been quite high up that list of players that i would have said they are not going to be playing a role in us yeah. cementing our top 6 place um and you know credit where it's due um uh, and and you know especially for Atiyu you know I I'll, I'll give him a bit of stick when he deserves a bit of stick. Um, yeah, he's played yeah. a really key, key role for a few games now where he's where he's come on and and, and made a made a real difference. And know, he's not played a
2: key role. He's won us the game,
1: hasn't he? Let's face it. I'm, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, because... <laughs> Because that's a ridiculous statement, uh, but you know both of them have, um, have have done their role well. And you know what? I mean, they're probably the longest two serving players now around the club, aren't they? With the exception yeah. of Palmer, obviously, who went out alone and came back and, and whatever. Uh, but you know they know the club really well and they know what what it's all about. And I think that they both, particularly with the way fans, that they both have a really good relationship with our. Supporters. I think Atty gets more stick from from fans at home than he does from from fans away, who who kind of get behind him and. Um, gave him a really good reception again on um, on Monday. So, um, you know, all in all, credit where it's due to those two. I don't think anyone would have thought that they were going to play the kind of role that they have been doing. I know it's only a 15-minute cameo appearance for Semedo, but there's a reason that he's bringing him on. And the reason is that, you know, he's he's a damn good player when you want to hold on to a lead. And it's worth mentioning that every game that he has come on for that cameo appearance, we've won.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is uh, I mean, the Wednesday fans, they, they do love him, don't they? I mean, we, again, we've been sticking the gifts out. I'm, I'm sure people listening will, will have seen our little nonsense that we do after the games. And of course, the, both the, the, the Cardiff and the QPR games, we put at his lovely little sort of stick ball runs up where he's doing his silky skills. And just to put this into some kind of context, if you like... Um, Westwood in the uh, the QPR game pulled this wonderful save up from the long throw. You guys obviously remember that save. It was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful save. Now, to put that into context, that little tweet had 133 likes and 35 retweets. Atis, Silky Skills from that game, um 362 likes and 184 retweets. He's a legend. The Wednesday nights, yeah, absolutely. Hang on hang,
3: on, hang on. Now, you've just called him a legend. Now, you're, now you've just lost all credibility with him. Not at all. He's not a legend. Right? He is. He's an absolute legend. It, no, it's a, a vastly overused word. I would give that to Samido. But there's not many people in our side now will call a legend. Um, certainly not at Atty- one goal all season, or is it maybe two? I'm not sure. Not no, just we...
2: about the goals. Not, no, at he's been, no, off, at, at he's been no, off with, his, with right? his country. He's it's brought like home some, some magical footballing Kosovan superpower, and now he can just hold on to the ball at the other end of the pitch for yeah. about
3: an hour and a half, if he wants to. It's brilliant. Oh, that's all right, but he's a striker, which what, what is supposed to do, Is supposed to score goals. No,
2: they're not. He's that's a very start- old-fashioned way of thinking of things. Strikers aren't just there to score goals anymore. Uh- if, if in the uh, the QPR game, because again, Artie brought down the ball beautifully, he went round the defender, he passed it on to Fessy, Fessy rather greedily shot when Artie was open.
1: If he'd have passed... That's because he missed, nice, isn't it? Place. We all know that. No, he'd, he'd, he'd put it, I, was, I was in the upper tier, it'd have gone over my head if Atty had missed it. Um, but that's but, but not the point, Fessy is it? But it. Is, is, is there a this serious point. point here, which is that um, you know Atty's always but, had no, a yeah. stick for the fact that he doesn't score goals. Now, we've got other players that, that score goals, so there isn't as much pressure on him. So he can go out and actually play a different role um, and and not have to worry about the fact that he's not all that good at sticking the ball in the back of the net. And he actually uh, plays got, better without saw, that pressure.
3: I saw a really good tweet today from at Jeff, Jeff SWFC. He's not shit, but he's nowhere near good enough for us when everyone's fit and available. And I think that summed it up.
2: But he's good at a certain job, isn't he? He's better at holding up the ball in that area than other strikers. So he's essentially... Yeah. A sort of 10 minute at the end specialist. And Get he what? does it bloody well, doesn't he?
1: There's, there's he's sort a of reason, the sumido
2: the of the forward area.
1: You're probably right. There's a reason that he brought him on and not Fletcher, who was also on the bench. Um, you know, he, he could have brought Fletcher on. He's a similar sort of player. But he obviously feels that Atty offers that little bit more in terms of his holding play and his strength. And, you know, maybe the fact that he's not going out looking for goals, uh, which is what you expect most strikers to be like, uh, that maybe now there is more of that willingness to actually just be the guy that holds the ball up um, and takes it out into the corner or, you know, dribbles it along the touchline, uh, which is actually quite good at doing, you know, I'm not sure why no one suggests retraining him um, as perhaps more of a midfielder, because I think he's actually quite good with his feet and always has been quite good with his feet um, and he's quite strong, he's just not very good at scoring goals.
3: So, yeah, an issue I, for a striker I have, I have two little boys sat with me listening this evening um uh on the podcast because I don't don't have my microphone do you, so um, we're on that. Do you, do you know them or is it just that kind of holiday? I don't know. No, it's
1: just that kind of holiday. Uh yeah, yeah no, no,
3: they're my sons. They're my sons. <laughs> so yeah, Rick Reese made it. just just made a good point. Do you want do you want to make it or shall I make it for you, Reese? Um he was just saying, and he's written it down uh, just so I could read it, um uh, that new he's not better than Rhodes at holding the ball up. Mm.
2: Like, I honestly me think that's a, that's a
1: decent point, that. That is a decent point because Rhodes is, um, I think that we all thought, and we, I think we've said this before, we all thought when we bought Jordan Rhodes, when we signed him, that he was literally just, he's a goal scorer, he just stands there. He's what, he's what you call a goal raker when you were at school. Um, yeah. But um, he, he's he got so much more to his game and he does hold the ball at well. He's got some real strength. And I think that as we've seen him, every game that he's, he's played, like the more uh, match fitness he's got, the more he puts himself about the place, and he um, he is good at holding the ball up. He really is. Yeah,
3: he's, I must admit, I said he scored goals when he came here, and he and I knew he was a good header of the ball. Um, but I think he surprised me when he's all round. Tireless has played. There's a lot gone hidden there. Obviously, goals would be great to come into his game. Um, just just about now would be would be good if he could have you know got a couple <laughs> of free here and there. But um, no, he's been um, good value uh, so far.
2: And it's not just that his defensive work for Jordan Rose yes. is brilliant as well. The amount of uh, sort of corners and things he heads away in, and bits and bobs like that is is incredible. I'm always surprised to see him out there. I don't know why, because like James said, you don't expect him. You, you yeah. think he's going to be stood on the halfway line at corners definite. and things, but he's a definite, brilliant at that. Yeah.
1: Definite Fan. team player. Fans of other clubs where he's played have have given him a little bit of stick for that, though, haven't they? About the fact that you know he's maybe not as much as a team player and that you know he does just, just pop up and score the goals, which is what just makes me wonder whether or not um he's approaching things a little bit differently with us. And and I don't know whether, you know, I know that he he said in all his interviews about how much he wanted to play for us and stuff like that. And you kinda of think, yeah well he's gonna say that, isn't he? But I wonder whether or not it actually does mean that little bit more to him. And it's making him work that little bit harder. Um yeah. because you know he really has got something invested in this and he really does care. Um, it's quite quite difficult to think that about a because you think wherever they play, they're going to give their all. But I guess, you know, if, if giving your all and giving your all might be two different things. And, and, and maybe we're seeing a, a Jordan Rhodes that's really prepared to work dead, dead hard here.
2: Either that or his dad's just told him, now then, young Jordan, get up and down that pitch, otherwise you're grounded, son. I think that's probably the reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> although he did um, make a, a rather interesting tackle at the end of the box didn't he? Uh, sorry, the edge of the box even uh, on Sutton so gave away a free kick in, a, in not a great area and I don't know if you guys noticed this, um, when the actual ref was whipping out his, his magical spray, um, he basically walked through the wall whilst doing his magical spray business and got in nobody's way, the dirty little chuffer. Um, but no, I, again, uh, going back to Rhodes, he's it's, it's, it's just been brilliant, hasn't he? I know the goals haven't been there for him, which is a shame, but we've scored quite a few goals off his original shots, haven't we, as well? So it just goes to show how much people are sort of following in and sort of picking up his scraps, if you like, which is, again, something we've missed. And has to be said, again, those same sort of last four games has seen the return of Hooper as well, hasn't it? And has he been the difference to this this team?
1: It's it's a combination of all of those things, isn't it? And, um, you know, talking just before we move on from uh, Rhodes, and I touched on this earlier, but I, I, I do want to just mention this, that the the goal against Cardiff it's not the most spectacular goal that we'll score all season. Uh, but I actually think, you know, from a technical point of view, that was a cracking goal. It really was. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, the way that, that, that Jordan Rhodes wins the ball originally, then the, the the flick onto him from Forestieri was, it was like poetry. Uh, but if you actually look at the position that Jordan Rhodes is in and, and the angle of his body to the ball, for him to get that amount of power that all the goalkeeper can do is parry it back out is exceptionally difficult when he's got very little room to work in he's got two defenders on his uh, on his tail and, and and he's at an awkward angle to the ball um, so he he does just so well to get that that shot in and to get that amount of power on it um, and he, you know he he made that goal he really did make that goal and um, you know, f- f- credit to Forestieri because that came out at such a pace, and again at an angle whereby the natural thing to do would be to head that over the bar. It's difficult to keep that down, so he did really well to score as well. So I, I just thought, watching that back a few times, I thought this will not, this will not win a goal of the season competition in anyone's book, but in in terms of like the technicalities of it, that is one of our best goals that we will that we all no, uh, it, it will score this season. but yeah, make, I think just the, the combination of everything coming together and Hooper and ev- everything, you know, coming together. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that the time that, that that's happened is when we've started, you know, really winning games and putting a run together
2: no absolutely although it did become incredibly close to real proper analysis on this podcast james that which was a little bit scary actually but you're sorry, quite right it sorry
3: was... my bad my bad <laughs> can't even and anal- i can't even say it let alone spell it <laughs> that's
2: all that french cider uh... <laughs> cheers and of course, it has to be said, I mean, we don't tend to, to speak about other football um, teams on the podcast, but Wolves have done us a favour, James. So if you'd like to speak about uh, Leeds away at Wolves, by all means,
1: please, please feel free. Um, it We've was, said it time and was, time again. It was at Leeds, wasn't it? It was Wolves away at Leeds. It was even, at even road. Better.
2: absolutely. I'm, I think that's I'm, a I'm t-shirt better, it? for next, next season.
1: <laughs> I've always said that you know Wolves are one of my favorite clubs in this country. <laughs> I would never say a bad word about them. I particularly enjoy their football stadium uh, and the view that you get <laughs> from the away end. Um but no I mean the it's, it's, I mean, you know, th- there's there's nothing I I said this a few times to um to the guys that I was with on um on Monday that it's obviously nice to see Leeds drop out of the top six anyway, but when you consider the fact that they made a pledge at the start of the season to I think it was that they would I think it was twenty five percent of the season ticket cost that they would refund to fans if they don't make the top six. So, if they don't make the top six, firstly, they don't make the top six. Secondly, it's actually going to cost them a small fortune to uh, <laughs> to refund loads of money to their um, to their fans. It might even have been more than that. It might have been more than 25%. I can't remember because it's Leeds. I don't Is pay that... that much attention. But it was... Um... Was, that Mi- Mister... the... was that Mr. Was that Mr. that promised them that? It was, yeah. Yeah, enough said. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy man, crazy man.
2: But I mean, to to bring this to a sort of a serious point, we've been saying it all season. We've been sort of clinging on to that last playoff place without playing brilliant football. We are just coming to our form now, when everybody else that has been in form for the first part of the season just seem to be chuffing it up, or as we like to say, doing a Wednesday. Um, so if we can hit our form now for not just these last three games, but then for the running through the playoffs as well. It's very similar to what happened last season as well, isn't it? We, we weren't fantastic, but then we hit our form for the playoffs, for the running, and it was wonderful. And we've seen, as you guys have said, that change in the crowd as well, haven't we? Yeah. There wasn't as many boos. There wasn't as many, oh. If players were making mistakes, we were trying to get behind them more. And the noise that you guys made at, um, at QPR
3: was incredible. It was brilliant. Do you know some something I picked up at a steering group last week? Uh, and it started off a bit. If we get, and as the meeting went on, it got very, got very when, when, and that wasn't just the supporters over there. That was the club officials too. It went from a uh, if to when we get there, uh, and there was a very quiet confidence around the room. And I think that kind of just is projecting to the whole club at the minute that we, that the fans are pushing. You know, and we know it's not far to go that we just one big push and we can we can really kinda of make this happen.
1: Scares the life out of me. I'm not used to confidence. It, it, just, it scares the just, life out of me. And it's um, just an absolute shivers down my spine talking about it. Just, you know. I think one one thing that is worth mentioning is that I mean we've won is it four in a row that we've won now? Um and <laughs> we drew the one before it. Um and yet we're still only two points clear um in the um in the playoffs uh, because everyone else has kept up that momentum as well and and the only club that hasn't is is Leeds who were obviously ahead of us so we still find ourselves only two points clear of um of seventh place because F- Fulham keep winning so i think that there's you know i'm i'm adding an, an you know an air of caution here i guess that as much as it feels great at the moment cuz we keep keep winning games but we're not putting any daylight between us and Seventh, and ultimately, you know, if we go on the assumption that Huddersfield are, are, are home and dry because they've got a game in hand, um and because of the, you know they've got a relatively simple running, I think um that you've got you know four four teams battling for three playoff places. One of them is going to miss out, and none of those teams think it's going to be them. There is no team that sat there thinking, "Well, you know, we'll lose out." We're also in this crazy situation whereby those those four teams are all in a position whereby if they win their remaining games then they will be in the top six and that applies to all of us because if Leeds take nine points then either us or Fulham have to lose on the last day of the season or drop points on the last day of the season so they'll be in the top six and obviously if we do we will if Fulham do and beat us then they'll be in the top six so it's this crazy situation where you've got four teams battling for three playoff places and all of them can say it's in our own hands, which is I mean, I can't imagine that's ever happened before where, where you end up in no. in that kind of situation. So every single other team around there will will have the same amount of confidence that we have in terms of the fact that they'll be saying that we can do it. So all I'm doing is just adding an air of caution here, which is that, you know, unfortunately it's not our fault. We're doing what we need to do. But we haven't put any daylight between us and, and seventh place. We've done absolutely what we needed to do which is that we've just taken you know 12 points from 12, 13 points from 15 uh, and you know we are we are well on, on the right course, um, but we've, we've got to keep it up, we've got to forget about the games that we've won now and we've got to go out and win the next three. Here's a question, where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dick Yao, Eddie, more beer and the rest of the Wednesday week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks, and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. The Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. Now
2: open on match days. Um, Right then, ladies and gents. So let's crack on with the the scant little bit of Wednesday news that we have. Uh, first things first, it's uh, it's Trevor's birthday, boys and girls. Old tricky Trev, who is clearly probably 174 by now, bless him. Um, But uh, oh, we love a bit of Trev, don't we? Those couple of seasons out at the Wednesdays. And he's a legendary football player, isn't he? Let's face it. But those couple of seasons out at the Wednesdays, when he was... An older gentleman, shall we say? He was brilliant, wasn't he? Who, who doesn't have a wonderful memory of Trev?
3: No, Trev was great on that right wing um, for for a, a season and a half, couple of seasons, wasn't he? When uh, just just you know, for me, for, I suppose, for my kind of first real kind of super player to come to Hills, because he was that in his time. You know, he was the first million pound signing, etc. In his and his time, he was one of those players that you think, wow, this is an England national coming to play at Wednesday. Kind of before we got the, you know, the, all the all those people in the squads in the ninety two, ninety three time, he was the first one that you thought, wow, and he really did kind of, he was a pleasure to watch at times, even if um, it wasn't uh, maybe a strong point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he did a decent job as manager, didn't he? Of can't course,
3: yeah.
2: well, you can because there was the the Cantona incident, wasn't he? Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, that's the one thing that he'll be remembered for. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah unfortunately, deservedly, yes, yeah. deservedly,
1: deservedly so um yeah <laughs> i i I had, I had big issues with him in, in terms of his um I, I think as a as a man manager he wasn't very good at all and um i think we wasted yeah. too much time on uh on him and, and ultimately we paid the price in the coming seasons but that's probably a different story isn't it um but yeah happy birthday but i know as obviously a part, he's, yeah. he's not had a great time of late has he so um a big happy birthday yeah. to him Absolutely. yeah so like yeah
2: um, right, next, a little bit of Wednesday news. And again, there's not a great deal. Um, as we said, the fans have been rallying around the team and people are feeling it. Uh, Pete McKee has put out a wonderful, wonderful picture of his um, selling um, squeaky bum. Cushions for us all, ladies and gents. Now, as you know perfectly well, I'm a big fan of the squeaky bum cream. It, it oh. is a staple in my match day um, bag, shall we say. Uh, Jeeves quite often pulls on his rubber glove <laughs> and uh, applies it. Um, oh. and, <laughs> and well,
3: the, would you not be the... having a word with your lawyers for copyright on the squeaky bum uh, d- uh, TM.
2: No, I, I'm, I'm disappointed. I didn't think of squeaky bum cushions myself. It, I'd certainly, I know that Jeeves would love a cushion because it'd save him pulling on the glove. The, cushion, um,
3: the cushions at Ilsbrough were legendary. Twenty pence for a cushion, and when we were shit, did they get launched on the pitch? <laughs> That's
1: exactly That's what I thought when started. I saw that cartoon. Is that just imagine that we go one nil down against Fulham? If you've got squeaky bum cushions, you're gonna, you know, you'll let your bum take whatever whatever it needs to take. That cushion's going on the pitch, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It'd be like in a beef for foam party with just squeaky bum cream all over the place flying from these cushions. It'd be amazing. Oh, love
3: it. Absolutely love it. So yes. What do you go to? Pardon? What kind of parties do you going to go
2: to? Oh at? I go to, to special lording parties that you wouldn't yeah. want to know. Yeah, or yeah. So know. I get I get what you say. Yeah. <laughs> um another little bit of wendy news. Um this is really super important as well. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a new range of mugs and cards (laughs) in the Megastore. Mugs and cards. (laughs) So not only can you get your mugs and cards, but you can now get lovely new um, Welcome Wednesday Little Baby Owls, boys and girls cards as well. So if you do um, are in need of both a mug and a card to send off with your squeaky bum cushion then it's all available in the wednesday mega so I can't chuck it
1: away. True, true, um, true true story i got a new teapot for my birthday at the weekend so um maybe a new <laughs> mug to go with it might not be a bad idea What's i might pop wrong? it on on saturday
2: hang on do do, do uh, again don't take offense by this james please but do tea snobs drink out of mugs or do you have
1: like a china cup to go with your teapot <laughs> Well, I'm not, not going to, like, just drink it straight out of the teapot. You've got to put it in something. You need some kind of, you know, decanting vessel, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but, but would, but would, your, I... would your vessel of choice be a, 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 a cup and saucer or a mug? No, it's a it's a mug. It's always a mug. I hate, I hate cups. I hate them. And I hate going anywhere that's fancy that serves you. it Because you can't you can't get your finger through that thing. So you just end up... It's like drinking out of a thimble. It's the most ridiculous thing. So I I would honestly, like, I would... If if you serve me a cup of tea served in one of those massive Sports Direct bowls that that you know <laughs> did the rounds a few years ago, I will be happy as Larry because I think it's all about size. That's what it's about when it comes to your decanting vessel.
3: <laughs> Miley is a tea belly in our in our family and he he, he insists now, and he's just from a ten year old kid on having tea when he goes up when we're out, having tea in a teapot. And he drinks it with a cup and saucer with a pinky stinking, air. stinking, sticking
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> and so he should. Riley, I think, I think Riley is is certainly in line to take over the lording throne if that's how he's drinking his tea. Once I've got far too old for it
1: on there, I was drinking Darjeeling tea at the start of this podcast. Surely that's like lordship worthy. Yeah, yeah but we when... don't know you. I did actually, I did actually <laughs> once buy a not... lordship on the internet. Have I told you this story? No. I, I must have done. I, I bought a, a lordship on the internet. It's a few years ago now, uh, off eBay. Um, except I was quite drunk at the time. And you know, on eBay, when you buy something, you have no to shit. select your different options and stuff. I, I bought a ladyship by mistake. Um, so <laughs> I have technically, I've still got it somewhere. I'm technically, Lady Marriott of Glenmore um, is my technically my official title.
2: <laughs> well from now on that will be your official title Lady on the Marriott. podcast <laughs> Lady Marriott <Okay>. uh, <laughs> if I'd have known this all this time James we could have been Lord and Lady together it would have been marvellous
1: you're alright sunshine I like you but, Yeah. <laughs> we, this, this to be lyrics. honest
2: if you turn up at the Lording Society with your um, with your fancy tea and your sports direct mug, it just embarrass us both.
1: Oh, just just be thankful I don't turn up with my squeaky bum cream. The
2: squeaky <laughs> bum cream is perfectly acceptable in the Lording Society as long as your butler is putting it on
3: your behalf. I it's absolutely on absolutely what? <laughs> on, on, <laughs> on your behalf. On your
2: behind, on your this behalf. Is... Oh,
3: right. We're back to carry on podcasting, aren't we? It's... <laughs>
2: There's very little Wednesday news again this week, boys and girls. Can you tell that we're filling slightly? Um, However, pulling it back to the Wednesday news, there has been not just a team of the week, but a team of Easter that has been produced um, from the uh, the AFL as well. And uh, Mr. Padil is in that team as well. And it is nice because Mr. Fox has been playing an absolute blinder, hasn't he? He really, really has. So to have that proper... Sort of scrap now for that left back position has been fantastic. Do you think this is probably what's given Mr. Mr. Bedell that bit of a an oomph to to really 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 pull this out of the back? He
1: uh, he was out of sorts, wasn't he? He 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 didn't look the same player as as the one that we got used to last season. He was making mistakes. Um, I think that he. He was struggling with generally whoever he was playing on that left side with he was struggling in terms of building up much of a rapport or a partnership even though you know it was often it would often be uh, fessy who he's played with before uh, and he was just going through one of those periods and he's had a bit of time out um and he's, he's got his chance and he's come back in and he, he looks like the, the 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 player that we fell in love with last season um he's, he's come back uh, as strong as he was then, that you know he's, he he looks confident coming forward. He's been solid defensively, um, and he's yeah you know, he's played some real key key parts in um, in in our wins. Not not you know least the fact that he scored the winning goal on um, on Monday against QPR. So um, I think you know absolute credit to him for the fact that he's had that little bit of a break and it's allowed him to just kind of pull himself together a little bit and and get over whatever it was that he was going through, uh, and and come back you know as, as strong as we've seen him before. So real well done, and he really does deserve it because I think he's. Been uh, our most consistent player over the last two three games, with the exception of David yeah, Jones, I'd obviously, who is my new favourite player right now.
2: Um, right, uh, one of the little sort of snippet to Wednesday news. If you like. Did you guys see the the wonderful picture tweeted out by the the train company? I can't remember which jumping train company it was now, mm, but. It East yes. Midlands trains, thank you, uh, of the Wednesday team on the station on there. Now, to me, that looked like, it reminded me of, remember the old postcards used to get where there was lots of things happening on the postcards and there was a, quite a lot happening on there. Um, did you happen to notice Fessy and Dave staring at each other and, no, not Fessy, I apologise, Fessy just looked freezing, um, Fletcher and Dave staring at each other. Um, Fletcher had a an interesting look on his face and Dave looked rather mad on there. Do you think there was some gentleman's area grabbing on this photo? <laughs> what was going on there? Any ideas?
3: Well, I need to look at a picture now. You said that because I, I didn't, I didn't notice that.
2: Bring well, it I, up. Um, if, you're, I, if you listen on the podcast right now, bring up the pic.
1: I compare all photos now to the one that they took in Amsterdam, where they were all in fancy dress. Um, so <laughs> if if I see any photos on the internet now, I, I look, I take one look at them. I'm like, no, it's not as good. I'm not interested. Um, and unfortunately you write that it was quite a good picture but it wasn't as good as the Amsterdam one so um, unfortunately I've, I've not paid any more attention to it since then
2: <laughs> We did have a few tweets about it as well a few people mentioning that uh, Leuven looked like he was dressed in some sort of baby grow and Bully was the only person that sent to have this, this wonderful silver case and I want to know what's in Bolly's magical silver case you, it's just a bit weird, do you think he's got some kind of Scottishness in there or something? I really don't know.
1: It's um, it's Jermaine Johnson. He's got him in there just in case we need him. <laughs> um, you know, super sub later in the season. Oh. That's where we keep him now.
3: Haggison whiskey. <laughs> Not to be I stereotypical, that's... obviously. <laughs> but I'm looking at the picture now, and and there is a there is a young lady in front of um, in front of uh, Fletch and uh, Nuiu. And it looks like was looking down at a backside. Um, <laughs> she's had a go at it and knew he was got a bit, a bit upset because he wanted to get there first. That's that's what I'm reading from it.
2: <laughs> that's because you've been on the side, i be. Um... <laughs> How
0: dare you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Before we uh, move on from the news, um, I just want to mention something. It's not really Wednesday related, but it sort of is. Um, And that is, I just wanted to say a very quick kind of congratulations and well done to Brighton for uh winning promotion and i know the little wednesday fans have probably not got much time for brighton but um i um you know made various trips there last season and witnessed you know one of the most amazing evenings of football that i've i've ever experienced which then went into an amazing evening uh where um like you know the 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 staff of the club the opposition fans in 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 the in the city center afterwards could not have been nicer. Uh, and I've got a lot of time for the club and I'm really pleased for them. You know, they really deserve it. Obviously, they you know they, they, they felt quite hard done to last season, uh, which, you know, we're not going to complain with because we took advantage. But, um, you know, I do just think that it's a club that deserves a crack at the Premier League. So I just wanted to, um, you know, just throw in a little congrats to them.
3: Yeah, that's fair play. I think they've been, uh, head and shoulders, the best
1: team uh, in the division this year, without a doubt. It's just nice that Newcastle are not going to win the championship, isn't it? They're not going to win the league. Because they've spent all season thinking they're just going to walk it. And I love the fact that Brighton are going to steal it from them.
2: Congratulations, Brighton.
1: Fair play. Couldn't have happened to a nicer club. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary. Maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 7 856 54 or 14 232
2: 6121 um, Right then, ladies and gents, let's crack on then, shall we? Uh, next little bit we've got coming up, of course, is the, the derby game, boys and girls. Now, this is well they're all good we, we, we can say it for the rest of the season they're all super important games we have to win all these games now, let's not forget that Derby are a very good club and somewhat of a bogey team for us aren't they um if you look back at the record against Derby it's not great but then if you look back at the record against Neil Warnock teams it's not been great so those records are meant to be broken and hopefully fingers crossed we can do that against Derby
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that it's um, it's a season of us doing things that we don't normally do, isn't it? And I think that um, we're, we're, we're a different outfit this season. I think that we we were very unlucky at Derby earlier in the season. I know they beat us two 0 but we should have had a penalty. They should have had a man sent off very early in the game for handling on the line. Um, and if, if you know if that happened the way that it should have done, it would it would have been a different afternoon of football. That, but um, you know there in a in an odd position at the moment that obviously it's not been the kind of season that they wanted um they were very very poor at the start of the season then Steve McLaren came in and it looked like they were going to make a push for the playoffs they dropped off again um and then I think since um Gary Rowett's been there we've seen them sort of galvanize a little bit um, you know I, I don't know whether or not playing a team that hasn't got anything to play for at this time of the season is a good thing or a bad thing I'm not sure it makes much difference in the championship because um, you know I think every team goes out thinking that they can win every game. Um, the the thing will be that there's players there that are going to be playing for their new manager. They're going to be playing to try and make sure that they you know stay within his plans for what will be I think a fairly radical overhaul of that squad during the summer. So um, you know there's a big danger that's associated with that, and 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 it's going to be hard work. It's going to be difficult. I think every game that we've played over the last four, um, starting with the Rotherham one, I've said that you know the next game is, is, is going to be the hardest one that we'll have in the running. Um, and I think they probably all have been in their own way and I, I, I think the same about Derby, I think that they'll give us a real tough test, a really really tough test. Um, you know it's a shame that the other teams around us have been winning because we've not got that buffer. you know I said we, when, when there were six games to go and I said we need to win four of them. Um, and in actual fact, I don't think that that's going to be enough. I actually think we need to win five of them, which means winning two of the next three games. Um, and I think that Derby's going to have to be one of them. I think that we've, we've got to find a way of going out there and, and, and winning. The good thing is that Carlos has shown over the last few games that we can do that now. We can find ways of winning games where once upon a time we wouldn't have done. You know, it's a, it is a different outfit now. We've got different ways of going about things. And, my hope on Saturday is that he he does what what it need, what needs to be done for us to be able to go out there and 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 win that game. And you know, it might actually be that because Derby are playing without any pressure, they might come and 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 they might come out and 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 really come at us and try and show the manager what what they can do, which will probably suit us. But you know, until it comes to um, Saturday, I don't think we'll know.
3: They're they're a real enigma at Derby, do not they? They kind of promise so much, and you look at the players they've got. You know, they, they should be doing much better than they are, and that, that's what surprised you a little bit. But I suppose, I suppose, I would say we we haven't got faced Chris Martin, but then again, we have on the last day of the season because obviously he's on loan at Fulham. Uh, which seemed a very very strange kind of player to get rid of, um, which obviously wasn't. I think they tried to get him back, didn't they? When uh, yeah, uh, when. Uh, Steve, Steve, Steve McLaren came back into it, um, but uh, yeah, that was a real bizarre decision, I think, from them because he's a kind of player that you know you want you you'd want him kind of in your side if not definitely in, in your squad at in in this league without a doubt. Um, I mean, I think we, we've got to get a win. You know, it's it's now for for me. I I disagree with you slightly, James. I think we need to get three wins out of three. I think it's as simple as that, and that'll take care of
1: it. Um, well, te- technically, you know, even if Fulham win their other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, As as long as we beat Fulham on the last day of the season, we actually only need to win one of those two of the games. But uh, unfortunately, the order that we're playing them in, um, we can't we can't go out and, um, and, and on Saturday and think, well, it's all right, we can afford to draw this one or whatever. It, it is a must-win game as it's going to be at this stage of the season. And you know, I'm I'm, su- I'm sure at some point if we keep winning these games, that we'll get that little bit of luck where someone else slips up. It, it, it's not happened so far. Um, Fulham did their slipping up at the same time we were doing our slipping up. Yeah. Um. And and I don't particularly get the impression that that they're going to kind of um. That's going to change anytime soon. I think that they'll carry on winning as well. So uh, all, all we can do is go out and win football games, isn't it? What what I do want to just yeah. try and get across is the importance of the crowd on Saturday, and you know we've seen this in the last couple of home games where the crowd have really risen to it and and, and really kind of shown what they can do. And um, I, I saw a great tweet earlier on, which was uh, the last seventeen games at, at Hillsborough where there's been a thirty thousand plus crowd so 17 games were played we've won 12 of them drawn five of them lost none of them and I think that just proves just how important the crowd can be yeah. when we've got a bumper attendance I, I don't know whether or not it's going to be above 30,000 on um on, on Saturday I really hope it is I really hope fans come out in their droves and get behind the team because we can make that difference and I feel a bit like Carlos now making his rallying call but I can't think of any other way of 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 putting it really, other than the fact that, you know, just that tiny little like 0.1% difference, if we can make it, in this league, is the difference between a draw and a win.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 110%. We, we can make a difference now, and we, I think we will.
1: And um, So we bloody
2: well sure as well. We've got our job to do. We've said it time and time and time again and it does look as though that things are changed. The, the Newcastle game at home was incredible from the Wednesday hours. It was brilliant. Again, I know it was a slightly different situation, but away at QPR, the noise that those guys were making was just under chuffing leaveable it was it was like a home game because we completely outsung what was left of the QPR um, fans there it, it was brilliant and again bringing it back to the derby game they did do us a favour by beating Fulham so we know they've got a decent win in them but at the same time Brentford beat them 4-0 as well didn't they so um, obviously their away form tends to be a little bit more iffy than their home form and uh, and obviously if the Wednesday arts get behind them then we can just absolutely and crush them it'll be amazing absolutely. Absolutely amazing. Of course, having a quick look at the running after Derby, we've got Ipswich. They're a team that are going nowhere. The, the mid-table. Hopefully, they'll all be on the beach. And then, of course, we've got Fulham. Um, if we do look at the um, sort of the runnings for the team around us as well, we'll have a little look at Leeds first of all. Obviously, they've got Burton. Now, Burton are playing at home on Saturday, and we know that they're very, very good at locking Sorry.
3: up. Don't yeah. Me? Yeah, tough side. We found it tough against them twice this season. So, yeah, absolutely.
2: And they have still got something to play for because they're not... It is a a possibility that they could get dragged in to uh, a proper relegation scrap. So they'll still be fighting for their lives against uh, against Leeds as well, won't they? Uh, Then Leeds have got Norwich and obviously... Again, I don't think Norwich are going to be thinking and getting the playoffs, but they're going to want to finish the season well after it's been the first season in the championship. And then, of course, Leeds have got Wigan, which, are, I mean, they're chuffed either way. We're looking at it out there, basically. <laughs> um, if it does come down to a sort of a final day scrap for Wigan, that's only going to work in our favour on there, isn't it? So, fingers crossed, Wigan will still have something to play for on the last game of the season. Um, and then, of course, Fulham. They've got to play Huddersfield. They've yep. got to play Brentford. Um, again... I I really like Brentford as a club. I really, really, really do like them. But they are in that sort of situation where they've not got anything to play for other than pride.
1: Don't forget the fact that they are local rivals. They are, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not on the same scale, but they are yeah. towards what United are. Uh, Brentford hate Fulham with a passion. Hate them, so they will want to go out and give their absolute well, all happy. in uh, in that game. So they'll they'll be well up for it. Well up for it.
2: Absolutely So Fulham do have I would say A more difficult running uh, than, than we do Obviously we faced them on the last game of the season Hopefully By then it'll all be Done and dusted And we can have that Really odd game where Um, We relaxed against Wolves (laughs) last year, didn't we? We put out essentially a second-string team. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be able to do that as well. Uh, And then, of course, the other team that are still in the mix, if you like, are... are, Do you think Huddersfield could possibly get dragged into this? Obviously, they're playing Fulham. um, They're playing Wolves, and we all know that Wolves are wonderful at (laughs) beating our playoff rivals, which is fantastic. And then, of course, they play Birmingham um, as well. And, And Birmingham are a team that are just odd at the moment. Obviously, Zola's gone, hasn't he, from Birmingham now? After sorry, his, uh... you, you mispronounced shit
1: then, sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Apologise. Again, Birmingham, it, when Zola took over, they were seventh in the table, weren't they? And now, they are essentially still fighting a relegation scrap, aren't they? So, uh, fingers crossed, they'll be coming out swinging as well. Um, so, yeah, out of the run-ins, I think, fingers crossed, we've got the, the easiest for the want of a better term. I know it's not certainly going to be easy, but I think we have the one with the less pressure, shall we say.
1: Do you guys agree? I don't know. I think that the Championship is such a weird league that anyone can genuinely be anyone. I think at this stage of the season, who you're playing, it's going to have a bearing on things, of course it is. But ultimately, um, it really comes down to yourselves. It comes down to whether you do the right things, whether you get the basics right, uh, and whether you've got enough to score goals and win games. And I know that just makes it sound so simple, doesn't it? But uh, ultimately, it's the team that scores more goals than the opposition um, on those three occasions that that will finish in the playoffs. And we know it's in our hands. We know what we've got to do. Um, I think we've got um, three difficult games and, and I don't disagree with what you said actually about the fact that you look at the teams around you and is there anyone that you would necessarily swap for, um, on paper you might say Leeds, um, but actually for us the fact that we play Fulham on the last day of the season is, as it stands right now, probably a good thing, um, it, you know, it may be if we, we you know win the next couple that we might look at it and think of it as a bad thing because um, it would allow them to trump us on the last day of the season, I don't know, but... Um, you know, we, it's in our hands, isn't it? We've just got to do yep. what we've been doing for the last few games. And um, if we can do that another, you know, two, two and a half, three times, then we're, we're there. We're home and dry. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Uh, just to get a good idea of what's what, Reese, Riley, are you guys still there?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. How do you think we're going to do on this playoff running? Do you think we're going to win all these games, boys? Yes. Yes. Yeah. In a bit, will you sing for us? You think? Maybe. Maybe. Well, have a little practice, um, later on, shall we do a We're on the, We're on our way, or something like that. Yeah. You yeah.
3: won't get. Me, you won't get me singing that, by the way, because i ah. I've just, A superstitious thing about singing it till we're actually at Wembley.
2: Ah you'll forget words anyway you've had too much to drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Thank you.
3: laughs>
2: um right then ladies and gents so that's going to bring us to an end of this week's show Mr Murriott's old bean if people want to get a hold of you over there on the podcast where can we do that
1: over there on the podcast well, um, No, listen on to the it. Podcast. um <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> Uh, You can find me at James Marriott. I've got to give a special mention here to a guy called Jordan Lincoln. Uh, I'm in the process of converting Jordan into a Wednesdayite. So I said that I'd give him a shout out on the the podcast. So um, everyone say a big hello to Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hello, George. There we go. Uh, so uh, that's done. Uh, usual deal on um, Saturday. I'll be knocking around if anyone's knocking around wanting. I, I'm probably going to need two or three beers before the game just for a change, uh, just to settle those <laughs> pre match nerves. So, um, yeah, hopefully, um, see everyone on Saturday.
2: Fantastic. Mr. Davies, old Beanie, people want to get all of you over there on the Twitterage. Where can we do that?
3: You, you can find me at Dickiel or you could ring me on 0800 France for the next few days. <laughs> um, I, I, unfortunately, I'm travelling back on Saturday and won't get back in time, I don't think. Bloody
1: rubbish, part time
3: fans. Really, really put the foot down. I'm gutted about it. I'm even thinking about trying to get an earlier train, but how well I'll go down with the missus or get on a tunnel a bit earlier, I've no idea. I don't think I think the kids would love it but she wouldn't there
2: we go there we go of course if you'd like to get all the me over there on the Twitter page, you can do that at Lord H at L0RD underscore H get on the podcast at TWWcast and of course in all the usual places as well on the Facebooks on the YouTubes and everywhere else ladies and gents please 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 do tell your friends about the podcast let's get everybody um, up and running for the end of this season and they can listen to um, Mr Davies and Lady Maria and myself really pushed the guys on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you know
1: you tell a story and you regret it straight away.
3: Oh dear, James, you will regret this one. <laughs> uh,
2: honestly, I don't know how we've not heard this story before. I'm going to really enjoy this. It's going to be marvellous. And if you ever want to go shopping with the Lady Hillsborough or go for afternoon tea, just let us know, James. I'm sure she'd be happy to have a play date. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the ladies Thanks. together... All <laughs> the oh, Lord's ladies, all the oh, Lord's ladies. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> See, Reese and Riley, obviously, I've been listening in this evening. You can get boys in the background there. Boys, can you give us uh, something to sort of really g the Wednesday actual... We've got to remember, there's a couple of people listening to this right now. You could be the difference for Sheffield Wednesday for this season. To get everybody up and running, can you give us a little chorus of we're on our way? Are you ready? One, one two... One.
0: On our way to the Premier League, we're How to get there? I don't know. How to get there? I don't care. All oh, I know that West is on our way. It's a Today! It's a
2: Right, if you want to get a hold of me over there on the podcast, ladies and gents, of course you can do that at Lord H, not on the podcast. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, you stop it's all saying wrong. that? It's all going terribly wrong. I apologise. Let's try that again, shall we? If you want to get a hold of see, the podcast on the
1: podcast, it's at podcastonthepodcast.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you see, I very rarely drink when I'm doing podcasts, and when I do, I just completely
3: chuff this last bit up. Can <clears throat> well, we find you at Lady Marriott as well, Joe. <laughs>
1: I've, actually, I've genuinely got friends that call me Lady Glenmore because of that
3: you'll have a few more by the weekend don't worry yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the 90th minute you've got all your mates round you've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing ready to go your mates already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points back of the net Lubash automatic delivery now on the McDonald's app you in? Participate participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later.